0: Where's that child that was chanting at the start of Mass? (laughs) Uh, Francis? (laughs) That's that's pretty impressive. Holds a a better tune than I do, but we're only ten days until Holy Thursday, the Holy Triduum. Just a few more onto that uh, until Easter Sunday. Which kind of, when I say that, perhaps uh, may evoke one of two responses from you. Uh, One of being, oh goodness, time has really flown. It's been a beautiful Lent for myself, for my family. Or the other response is, oh no, that <laughs> time has flown. What right? well, was my penance again? Well, I should probably get that going. It's perhaps one of those or somewhere in between. What I love about the Gospel today, this woman caught in adultery, is that no matter where we are in our Lenten journey, no matter where we are in our life, the Lord knows. No matter how far we feel from that finish line or we still even see the start line. The Lord desires to provide us with the grace to finish, to persevere. Whether it's sin bogging us down, like the woman we hear today, or exhaustion from being in the midst of Lent or just going through the demands of suburban family life, He desires for us to prevail. But that desire of His is not a passive reality, nor is it like a good father, albeit, uh, you know, on the sidelines cheering for his son or daughter to score the goal and hopefully not get hurt. But rather it's an active reality. You could say it's even an incarnational reality. That he became one of us so as to experience what we experience. And that's why I think this gospel is so beautiful. It kind of gets to the core of that. That Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger, it says... And he probably wasn't drawing a Bob Ross landscape, right? Uh, it was probably something much more meaningful. Something likely that the Pharisees uh, too well understood because it angered them. and They were the first to walk away. Perhaps he was writing their sins or the law. Or perhaps he was writing something only that she knew and that it penetrated and spoke to her heart that she could be forgiven and, dare she believe, uh, that she could be loved the gospel says, but when they continued asking him, he straightened up, he did that twice, and said to them, let one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Right? His straightening up in a position of power, It's a position of authority, of power, of confidence, a confidence of knowing who you are. It's a position of a lack of shame, of guilt, of fear, and by this, his standing up, straight, Uh, He assuredly would have met her gaze, and through that was inviting her, her who would have felt shame, guilt, and fear in that moment, uh, to stand and be with him. And it says towards the end, so he was left alone with the woman before him, but no longer was she the woman caught in adultery. Now she is the woman who Jesus is looking at eye to eye. She is now the woman who is forgiven and loved. So wherever we are, whatever sins we carry, however exhausted or beat down we are by the world, what others save us, what we even say perhaps of ourselves, uh, we think of ourselves, Jesus stands right beside us, looking us in the eye, inviting us to be with him, inviting us to stand with him, inviting us to finish strong this Lent and to prevail with him. I'd like to end just with a, a wonderful quote that I read this morning. It's from St. Athanasius who died in the year 373, so quite a while ago. He says this, If we follow Christ closely, we shall be allowed, even on this earth, to stand as it were on the threshold of the heavenly Jerusalem and enjoy the contemplation of that everlasting feast, like the blessed apostles, perhaps like the woman who was then caught in adultery, who in following the Savior as their leader, showed, and still show, the way to obtain the same gift from God.